Congress has set aside up to $6 million over the next five years for an initiative to deploy throughout the federal government continuous monitoring and mitigation services. And the government has certified 17 vendors to provide those services. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and welcome back to my conversation with John Streifer, Director of Federal Network Resilience within the Department of Homeland Security. We've been discussing the continuous monitoring program known in government speak as continuous diagnostics. In the first half of the interview, which can be found on this website, Stryford explained how the initiative worked, its goals, and the roles agencies, IT and IT security leaders perform in implementing it. As we pick up our conversation, Stryford addresses the kinds of services agencies can expect to get from the 17 approved contractors. The contract terms allowed for these uh, 17 integrators to supply combinations of sensors and uh, hardware-related devices that assist in performing the security function. And there was also the opportunity to include uh, services and training and the kinds of assistance that would allow those sensors to effectively operate on an ongoing basis. So you find a number of the departments of agencies that have had a traditionally strong program in continuous diagnosis over time, let's say the Department of Justice or the Veterans Administration, you could find them coming to the contract to acquire tools that they did not have before or maintenance on their existing tools at a favorable quantity uh, discount. Uh, we find other departments and agencies who have no program in place and will be looking for what might be characterized as an enterprise solution, which would be a combination of sensors in those initial four areas that I mentioned, as well as the services to turn around and, and run them. Our program had to take into account any combination of everything from a fully operational program that just needed to add a few diagnostic features to it right down to departments and agencies that have no automated security program in place and would need a combination of both tools and services. How would you know this initiative will be successful or not? Well, as much attention, appropriately so, is on the sensors and services at the beginning. We know that the dashboard, when it's connected to the sensors, will allow the civilian departments and agencies to track their progress toward reducing these known cyber flaws that can be the uh, starting point of incidents that can result in loss of information. The dashboards that are currently functioning around the government attend to what percentage of these known cyber flaws have actually been repaired. We have a method called risk scoring, which attaches numbers to these flaws. And at the point that the flaws are taken care of, the individual numbers assigned to them disappear in the scan, which occurs later that day or the following day. And as the aggregate number of these points that total up the known risks and vulnerabilities goes down, we can track the uh, overall improvement of cybersecurity readiness across the government. Attending to these results in reducing known risks and expanding the coverage of scanning across the government that will all be taken into account to measure our progress. Now, when you talk about uh, these flaws, are you talking things about maybe failure to patch on time or there's identifying specific malware in the system? Why don't you be a little more specific on that? the initial phase of continuous diagnostics and mitigation is concentrating on hardware asset management and 
software asset management. Here we would like to have a good, accurate identification by department and agency of all of the components which are in use. A concern of knowing not only what the uh, recorded list of sensors that are uh, collecting data uh, is a desired outcome, but we also want to make sure that there aren't any hidden rogue devices or operational pieces of software components that are not being tracked. So we will uh, undergo a process of making sure that ongoing checks of the devices on the network are sound condition, and this will include network mapping of the devices that are assigned to the particular departments and agencies for management. The field of vulnerability management is among the longest existing for the civilian government. Uh, the National Institute of Standards has a a catalog of these vulnerabilities, which numbers some uh, 40,000 or more uh, discrete methods under which the absence of a patch can uh, run into openings that can be used to initiate cyber incidents. And so our goal here with the scanners and is to go through the hardware devices and the key utilities and look and make sure that those known vulnerabilities are effectively patched with the most recent update that comes from the vendor or the owner of that operating system or utility. In terms of compliance setting management, our attention is taking the settings of the utilities and the software that we have and making sure that all of their features are in the strongest condition that are possible. And here we follow the guidelines of the Department of Defense, who's had some of the longest and most effective use of strong settings in terms of protecting systems. And in these instances, we try to push patches and see to it that the policies that enforce the strong uh, configurations are in place and mark the instances where they're not in terms of potential severity or risk to the system. But first, all of these items we mentioned, hardware, software, asset management, vulnerability management, and compliance setting management have a special concentration on the general support systems which host the application software. Uh, we also anticipate in the first phase of doing some scanning settings and vulnerabilities in websites, in databases, and in software code, and we'll be establishing some of the initial capabilities in a number of the departments and agencies in this important area where sensitive data is managed or stored. All in all, we look at this initial phase of CDM as foundational for later work, which will concentrate on privileges and the management of the integrity of the network. And how long should the first phase take, and when will the second phase begin? Well, this is occurring because of the conditions on the ground in a rolling effort across government. The commodities, hardware, software, asset management, vulnerability, and configuration setting tools are in the process of being purchased now because of the quantity and the number of vendors bidding and the wide scale of supporting more than 2 million devices in civilian government all uh, translates into a very large and comprehensive operation. It'll take a number of months to complete those purchases. We have a activity of also getting specialized diagnostic labor in place for that same group of 23 CFO Act agencies, and uh, the 
evaluation of the services bids for that will also take a little time to do. So I would anticipate that for the first phase components that were funded in 2013, you will see a gradual installation and setup of the services in 2014, and then approximately an equal amount of time will be required to initiate and roll out in the second and third phase. We anticipate that after three years of programs that we will be in a maintenance mode on this core set of activities for what will balance out to be uh, altogether about a five-year program of getting it set up, getting the sensors connected to the dashboard, and then moving to higher and higher levels of maturity. You mentioned uh, local state government or the 50 state governments and other agencies that may participate in this program. Yes. Can you tell us a little more about that? Word is beginning to move out to a number of the states that this contract is available to make purchases of diagnostic tools. Some of the states already have these tools in place and are looking for better prices. Some of the states are in initial conversations with their senior leadership and their legislatures about the importance of protecting taxpayer information. As the price competition has been very favorable on the federal level and the state and local governments can take advantage of those pricing opportunities under the cooperative purchasing program of the GSA schedule, uh, numbers of participation in terms of states and local governments are going up. The initial activity at the present time is distributing buying guides and as the ordering gets uh, consolidated by the state governments themselves, usually through associations of some kind that serve those organizations. All of that is in the process of being assembled at this point. We've been contacted by half a dozen different states, and each day we're recording additional number of city governments that are beginning to explore what opportunities exist under the contract. I would put this at very early stages, but over time uh, would expect that the things would fall in the pattern for the governments outside of Washington, just as uh, we're concentrating and getting the ground laying done here in the immediate metropolitan area. But the DHS is not offering to do any kind of dashboard or things for the state local governments as you are doing for the uh, federal agencies. We are going to try to make available the dashboard tools that are developed at the federal level for the use of the state governments, but we will no, not be collecting or monitoring progress by the states under the existing regulations in place. Those activities are managed on the local level uh, by each state government and local government for their own purposes. But we're going to do our best to share the lessons that come out of the federal program. Uh, these will be published in what we call toolkits that uh, assemble frequently asked questions and guide the technical managers as they go about setting up their own programs. So I would say there will be a good flow of information outward for Washington, but we will not be formally collecting any uh, data from the state governments or local governments on their progress. Well, thanks, John. Glad to talk to you, Eric. I've been speaking with John Streifer, Director of Federal Network Resilience within the Department of Homeland Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.